Good morning. Are y'all ready this morning? Can you give me a sip of water? I'm ready to go. It's good to see each of you guys. How many of y'all believe that God has something for you? Today, how many have already received something from Jesus? Lord, we're talking about Billboard. Amen. Had an amazing service last week, services last week with Philip Baker. How many of y'all were blessed by Philip Baker? Always so good to have Brother Philip with us. And so, but we're in our series, we're in our Billboard series, and, and we're talking about living a life that truly leads to Jesus. Every single one of us is an advertisement. We're a billboard. We are shining lights, just like Howard prayed for these graduates. We are billboards for our Lord, for our Savior. And so I, I wanted to, to tell you, the, 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 the title of this message today is, uh, it's called Location, Location, Location. Amen? How many of y'all know if you're buying a house, it, real estate, I got some realtors in the house. Where my, my, I got a few realtors in here. The most important thing when you're buying real estate is what? Location, 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 right? What's the most important thing whenever you're putting an advertisement in the newspaper? Location. Look, how many of y'all love being buried back there beneath some lame, lame story or something in the paper? Where do you want to be whenever you advertise? Front page. And a billboard is no different. The location of a billboard is the most important thing uh, to, to, to see if it's going to be effective or not. The location is going to determine its effectiveness. But I want to start out with Ephesians 1.19. And I'm going to be reading some scriptures today. And they're out of, uh, I'm pretty pumped up. It's my new Bible. Any of y'all like new Bibles? Yeah. And, and this is the Passion Translation. Any of y'all read the Passion Translation? Passion Translation, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, just a little bit excited about it. It is, uh, I've had it for a week. It's my new favorite. Amen? It's my new favorite. And so, so I'm going to be reading y'all some scriptures out of the Passion Translation. Since that's what I was reading, that's what I kept uh, wanting in the, in the message. So Passion Translation of the Bible, Ephesians 1.19. It says, I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. How many of y'all want your lives to be an advertisement for Jesus? An advertisement for Jesus? You know, I, I went to a conference in Oklahoma City uh, about a month ago, and on the way back, uh, I, was, I was coming into Fort Worth from Oklahoma City, and, and uh, there was an accident, and uh, so I'm like stopped on I-35, Right? I am like dead stop, I-35, nobody's moving, people getting out of their cars, you know, it was, I was just hanging out. And so I'm chilling in this, in, in, in my, my vehicle, and, and I look over, and I see this Dairy Queen billboard. Mm. It's got a double meat belt buster. It's, 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 it's got some french fries and it had a blizzard <laughs> all on the same billboard and and you know I was looking at that billboard and I thought you know exit 47 take a left and I thought I think I might exit 47 <laughs> and take a left 
Because that belt buster, Jesus, help me, I ain't had a belt buster in a long time, right? Yeah, that, that blizzard and them french fries. But you know, I got to thinking about that billboard, and, and, and that billboard was crucial to Dairy Queen. It's crucial to the business, right? It's telling people, exit, exit number 47, take a left, and you can have a belt buster, french fries, and a blizzard. Right? This billboard is important. And you know what I thought about that billboard? I thought, I don't even care about that billboard. I want to get to Dairy Queen. Right? You, you know it never crossed my mind to get out of my car and get, get me a chair out of the car and go sit in front of the billboard? Never even crossed my mind. No. I didn't want to go give the billboard a hug. I didn't want to go tell the billboard, good job, billboard. I didn't want to walk up to the billboard and say, man, that's a really great message. Right? Man, I tell you, I tell you, the, the art on this thing, the art on you is just unbelievable. No, what did I want to do? I want to exit 47, take a left, and go get a belt buster with a blizzard and some french fries. Now, I just want to clear up for, so y'all have all the facts of the story. I did not exit 47. <laughs> and I didn't get me a belt buster and a blizzard. Uh, but, you know, I just, it, I was sitting there and I was thinking about how our lives are billboards. They're billboards. It points to something. It leads to something. And, and just like, just like it would have never crossed my mind to go give the billboard a hug or to tell the billboard that it had a great message or to, to, to go sit up a chair in front of the billboard and worship the billboard. I thought, why is it that whenever we put up our billboards that we're obsessed? Listen to me, the American church is obsessed with billboards. But y'all, the entire point of a billboard is to lead us to something else. You're just like, hey, hey, this ain't about me, exit 47. If you want what's on the billboard, exit 47, take a left. And you're like, okay, cool, thank you. And you move on from life. I mean, you, you move on in life. You don't sit by the billboard. But I think we have churches, and, 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 and we, we have become obsessed with the messages We've become obsessed because I, I really have been battling with, with preaching and, and my preaching because preaching is good. I mean, you got to preach. Jesus preached. The scripture commands us to preach. But preaching leads us to something. It's not about the preaching. If the preaching isn't taking you somewhere, then all you got was some good words that, that, that made you feel good about. The, can I tell you something? The billboard, I, I, I entered into fantasy land for just a moment. And I ate that belt buster. And I dipped the french fry in the blizzard. I mean, Y'all know what I'm talking about. But I didn't go there. So how effective was the billboard? It wasn't effective at all. And see, we've got these men and these messages and these methods, and they're screaming, let's go to Jesus. But I think sometimes we get confused and we're like, why, why do I need to go to Jesus, man? Why do I need to go to something else? This man, this method, this message is so good. But if the man, the methods, and the messages are not taking us to the person of Jesus Christ, 
If they're not deepening our personal relationship with Jesus, then all we've done is pass by a billboard. If today all I do is preach a good message and it doesn't take you, you don't allow it. If, if you don't exit and you don't eat the food that I am pointing to today, then it was just a good billboard. It was just something you passed by. I pass by hundreds of billboards all the time, and I don't do what they say. But every once in a while, I see something, and I go, you know what? I'm going to exit right there, and I'm going to do what that billboard says. I'm going to look up that website on that billboard. So can I tell you something? I will preach a million messages and point to Jesus all day long. Because I promise you, this is not about the man this is not about the method, and this is not about the message. This is about getting to Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what this is about. That's what being a billboard is all about. That's what your life is all about. Your life is designed to lead others to Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what it's designed to do. Are we, are we doing our job? The most important factor concerning a billboard, we talked about this, is its location. Location, right? You won't find any billboards on Piney Creek Road. Serious. Daryl, how many billboards y'all got on Mackinson Road? Yeah, no billboards on Mackinson Road. Right? Randy Fleming, he, he's, a, he's a billboard guy. Right? We got a new billboard outside of town. Y'all seen our billboard? Right? All three of y'all. It's really working. That's good. It's good. It's, good. it's really good. Right? But look, look, he's a billboard guy. His whole job, he doesn't design them or anything. He, he goes and finds places to put them. Randy has never been on Mackinson Road looking for a billboard spot. If Randy called his boss and said, hey, I found a little spot out on Piney Creek Road towards Winchester, about a mile down, perfect spot for a billboard. His boss would say, you know what, I think you need to find a new job. <laughs> Why? Because location is everything when you're putting up a billboard. Location is everything. But on, I on I-35 coming into Fort Worth, can I tell you how many billboards there are? You can't count them. That, that, that real estate is prime property, man. Because that's where you want to advertise. Location and advertising is everything. See, we need to be front page Christians. Not Christians that are buried in the back of the paper somewhere where nobody sees it. Right? But see, Howard, the difference is, is this more expensive to be on the front page than it is? Help me, Jesus. You pay a different price to be on the front page. I can, I can advertise for $5 in the Fayette County Record, but I can also advertise for $750 and get different results. Because it's just, you pay a different price depending on where you want to be. If you're a believer, you're a billboard. My question to you today is, where are you located? Where are you located? Y'all see my tents up here? Y'all like this? You know what these are? These are... Uh, they're called sport pods. They're for all the weenie parents out there that when they're watching their kids play sports and they don't want the heat on them and the rain on them and stuff. Like, is this the wussification of America or what? You got to have it. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. If it rains, you didn't. <clears throat> Sorry, I insulted everybody here already. But you know, location is really important. The scripture says this, says this, says this in <clears throat> Romans chapter 5, because everybody in the room is located somewhere. 
My question to you today is where are you located? Because the, 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 the reality of where you are located is going to affect the impact of your billboard. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. It says this. When Adam sinned, the entire world was affected. Sin entered human experience and death was the result. And so death followed this sin, casting its shadow over all humanity because all have sinned. Now, I, I, I want to I read that again because I want you to listen because <clears throat> I, just, I just talked to everybody in the room. But maybe, maybe somebody missed it or they didn't realize it. It says when Adam sinned, everybody say, everybody know who Adam is? Adam and Eve in the garden, they disobeyed God. They acted independently from God. They chose their own way instead of God's way. They took from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and they ate. Sin entered their hearts and they had to, they, they, they had to be separated from God. Mankind lived in that sinful state and separation from that point until Jesus, when Jesus paid the price to bring us back into fellowship with the Father. Listen, when Adam sinned, the entire world was affected. All right, let's get that. Who was affected? Who's the entire world? If you're the entire world, raise your hand. Okay, good. That's everybody. Sin entered human experience and death was the result. And so death followed this sin, casting its shadow over all humanity. Raise your hand if you're all humanity. Because all have sinned. Is there anybody in the room today, is there anybody watching this online that is exempt from what I just read? See, we're talking about location today. And, and if you read in 1 Corinthians 15, it talks about there were two Adams. And every single one of us can be found in one of those Adams. The first Adam was the Adam that sinned in the garden. The second Adam is Christ, the one who redeemed us from our sin. So look, every single one of us is in something. So we got to find out. Rachel's going to come help me. we got to find out what we're in. So what that scripture, y'all pray for me that I don't fall. But if, if I do fall, it's okay because this is a fallen state. <laughs> All right, she's going to zip me up. And y'all aren't going to be able to see me because it's really okay because really your billboard is a whole lot less about people seeing you than you think. Can y'all see me? Is this so much fun? <laughs> this is amazing. So, so, so every single one of us, when Adam sinned, that sin was, was, was a product of something that, that affected our lives. Now, this irritates me a little bit about Christianity. Because how many of y'all were there in the garden and ate the, and ate the fruit? Nobody. Not one of us was there. How many of y'all are paying the price for Adam's mistake? Every single one of you. Every single one of you. But the real truth is, is because I am in Adam, I'm born into Adam, there's nothing that I can do about it. This is a condition, this is a state that I am born into, separate from God, in a fallen and sinful state. I am born into Adam. It's just like my grandfather. You know, my grandfather, my dad's dad, he, was, uh, he, 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 was, uh, he fought in the Korean War. Can I ask you a question? Where was I 
whenever my grandfather was in the Korean War? Where was I? I was in him. I, I was in him. I was in my... Where, if my grandfather would have been shot and killed in the Korean War, what would have happened to me? What would I have done with him? Died. But he didn't. Why? Because I'm in him. Just like I was in my grandfather, I am in Adam. And when Adam sinned, I sinned because I was born into Adam. This, this, this cancer has stained all of humanity. It's really hot in here. <laughs> this, this cancer has stained all of you. It doesn't, listen to me. It does not matter where I go. I am in Adam. I'm in Adam. There's nothing I can do about it. This isn't something that I, I did or didn't do. I didn't place myself here. I was born into this. That's why the church, has got, it got off a while back. It really struggled with, uh, with, with homosexuality and, and, and this argument that, 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 that somebody would say that they were born a certain way. And the church would say, there's no way that you could be born that way. And I'm sitting there thinking, actually, there's a way that you can be born that way. Because can I tell you what it means to be in Adam? Every single thing that sin and separation from God represents, that's what's in this life. That is what is in this life. Homosexuality is in this life. Murder is in this life. This is a capability in all of us. This is all-encompassing. No people think, well, I, I would never do something like that. Can y'all see me? You, you say, I would never. I would never. Be careful because the full capability of sin and separation from God is within you. All of it is within you the moment you're born. And it does, check this out, it doesn't even have to be learned. I want to be able to see everybody. It doesn't even have to be learned. You ever notice that about your kids? You didn't teach your kids how to sin. Right? Tell the truth. You, you, you didn't teach your kids how to lie. They just did that. Right? You, listen to me. You didn't teach your child to be rebellious. Th th that's not a learned behavior. That, that happens because a child is born into Adam, they're born into sin and separation from God. This cannot be escaped from anybody. Listen, you didn't teach your kid to tell the, listen, did you, did, you, you'll watch them. You'll watch your child go over there and stick the fork in the socket. You'll go over there and say, did you stick the fork in the socket? And they'll say, nope. <laughs> Rebellion and lying right there. You didn't teach them that. See, some of us think that it's our life circumstances, the things that happen to us that have molded and shaped who we are. But we have to, listen, if you're always blaming your parents for your, for your issues and always blaming the uncle that molested you for your issues and always blaming the dad who didn't tell you he loved you for your issues and always blaming the mom who wasn't there, if, we're all, if we believe that our issues stem from our life circumstances, then we are sadly mistaken. Because before the life circumstances ever happened, we were where? In Adam. Those life circumstances just helped shape 
who you are and the issues that you have. But your biggest problem is not what happened to you, it's where you were born into. I'm going to say that again. The biggest problem that you have in your life is not what happened to you. And right now, some of y'all are playing the highlight reel in your mind of all the things, the heinous things that have happened in, in your life, all the rejection, all the pain, some of the things Amanda talked about, all of those things. Can I tell you something? Those are not your biggest issue. That is not the root cause of your condition today. The root cause of your condition today is being born separate and apart from God. That's your biggest problem. No one escapes this life. But you want know to the most dangerous thing about this life, being in this tent? Is you remember, uh, everybody thinks bad things are in here. But it's not just bad things that are in here. We just think about the smoking and the drinking and the women chasing. Right? All the horrible stuff that Howard used to do. And, <laughs> and that's what, that's what we think. That's what we think being an Adam is. But, but you, you, know what's, you know what's scary about this one? It is when Adam sinned, he, he sinned, he partook of the tree of the knowledge of what? Good and evil. See, but we only think this is evil. But can I tell you something? Apart from Christ, I can be so good. I can be so good. Now, I realize that crowd is thinner at the remnant, but that's okay. There's still a few of you. I can be so good. Do you know what I can do? I can come to church and greet people at the door and still be in Adam. Did you, did you, did you all know? This freaks me out. Why? Because you can still be good. Some of y'all are the greatest people that, that the world has ever seen. But if you are here, you are separate from God and you are in a sinful and fallen state. It, this, this, this is a scary tent because it's not just all the horrible, heinous things that we think of. It is self-righteousness, pride, and good works. See, I can be on the board of every, every, listen to me, I can adopt every pet at the animal shelter and still be sitting right here, so independent from God. You're saying, well, should you not adopt pets? No, adopt pets. When they, we, we got one one time, didn't we? Yeah, we got one from the animal shelter one time. Amen. What's that little saying that we have? Don't buy, adopt. That's not it. It's better than that. What is it? Adopt, don't shop. Come on, somebody. Everybody go to the animal shelter today. Look, I, I can do so much good from this tent. But, but, but what blows my mind, and here's what I didn't know for a long time, is good is not the goal of Christianity. Good, oh my God, good is not the goal of Christianity. That's not the goal. This isn't it. We all think I'm going to come to church and get my stuff together. I'm going to come to church so I can act better and be better and get my marriage right. And listen, all that stuff can happen in your life, but it's not the goal. Do you know what the goal of Christianity is? He is the goal. A personal relationship with the living God, that is the goal of our faith. If we are located in this tent, which every single one of us are born right here, and we are raised right here until a day comes whenever the grace and goodness of God come help me. 
until the grace and the goodness of God. Pray, pray. Oh, look, there's a cross right there in the middle. I love this. There comes a day in every single one of our lives when we're presented with the gospel of Jesus, the good news of Jesus Christ. And, and, and look, we have the opportunity to trust that God's word is true, that he sent his son to this earth to die and take my place, to take your place. And we can place our trust in the finished work of the cross of Jesus Christ. And it takes us from one location to the next. That's what scripture says. You say, I don't, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Passion Bible tell you. It's right here. Romans 5.18. It says, in other words, just as condemnation came upon all people through one transgression, so through one righteous act, thank you, Jesus, through one righteous act of Jesus' sacrifice, the perfect righteousness that makes us right with God and leads us to a victorious life is now available to who? All. Who? All. If you're all, raise your hand. It is available to every single person. I feel like losing my mind. Why are you hiding behind the tent? Oh, she's leaving now. I wanted her to come out so I could see her. I like looking at her. She pretty. Uh, Romans 5.18, listen. Just as condemnation came through one man... So through the righteous act of Jesus' sacrifice, we can be led into this victorious life. What was the righteous act of Jesus? Does anybody know? The righteous act of Jesus. Can we put that cross back up there? There it is. The righteous act, the cross of Jesus was the culmination of every single thing that God wanted and needed to do to buy back humanity from Adam's grip. The cross, that one righteous act. Jesus' obedience to the Father, complete and full obedience to the Father. Listen, listen I, I love this. Because, see, you're in a location. Every single one of us is here or here. We're not in between. We're not where I'm standing right now. You're not on the other side. You're not around it. You're not standing outside of it. Every single one of us, you're either walking around in this tent or you're walking around in this tent. Every single one of us. I love the way the Message Bible says, Romans 5.18. It says, here it is in a nutshell. Just as one person did it wrong and got us all into trouble with sin and death, another person did it right and got us out of it. But check, check this out. It's so good. But more than just getting us out of it, he got us into. Where's my, where's my helper? He got us into and do it again thank you dear he got us where you know i'm thinking about not zipping this thing up but I, I really want you to understand you are in this thing you are either in that thing or you're in this thing y'all know what i mean you're in this you, you you this is a life that you did not place yourself into and you cannot get yourself out of amen you are in one of these two. Listen, I'll read it again. Here it is in a nutshell. Just as one person did it wrong and got us all into trouble with sin and death, another person, Jesus, 
did it right and got us out of it. But more than just getting out of, us out of trouble, he got us into life. He got us into life. This is 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new is here. If anyone is where? In Christ. If anyone is in Christ. Now let me ask you something. If, if, if what Adam did, if, if the full effect of the life of sin and death was the result of being in Adam, what, what, what are you capable of whenever you're in Adam? Anything, that, anything and everything that sin and death has to offer. Anything good, anything evil, anything that's apart from God. If that's true about Adam, whenever we're in Christ, how much of this life do we get to partake of? I don't know about you, but that makes me want to do cartwheels right here in this tent. I can't because this isn't a fallen state. This is a, I should have done in the other one. Colossians 1.12 tells me that now I qualify to share in his inheritance. Listen to me. This is, this is insane. If, when I am in Christ, if I, have, if, if I have been in Adam and realized that I was apart from God, separated from God in sin, in sin and death, and, and God by his grace and goodness allows me to see the cross, and I say, Jesus, I believe that you died for me, that you rose again for me, and I trust you with my life, instantly I'm taken out of Adam and I am placed into Christ as a born-again child of the Most High God. I am his, Amen. right? Amen. Listen to me. Everything that's his is mine in Christ instantly. Amen. Now, that doesn't even fit in my head because I don't use and apply everything that's mine in Christ. But it's available to me in Christ. Being a billboard does not depend on this being true. Are y'all with me? It, it doesn't depend on this being true. You know why? Because this isn't up for debate. See, some of y'all, y'all y'all have already thought, I don't, I don't really like this, the, the, this idea that I'm in, located in one or the other. But this isn't up for debate. debate. This is the word of God. We're either located in Adam, apart from God, and sin and death, or we are located in Christ, receiving the fullness of everything that's available in the life of Jesus. Every single thing that's available. How long have I been preaching? Oh, I got a little bit of time. Being a great billboard does not depend on this being true. It depends on you living out of this truth. You see, I don't know if a lot of people realize that this is even true. A lot of people, I don't know if they realize this is even true because they're like, man, but I'm a good person. Or they're over here and they're like, but man, I'm a bad person. And there's all this confusion going on about where we're located. How can we be a billboard that leads others to Jesus Christ if we are confused about this truth? This is basics of Christianity, and, and, and I lived for a long time. I preached on this platform for a long time without having a full understanding that this is a reality, that this is actually true. 
And I wondered where my struggle was. Because I didn't know my true location. A lot of people in here don't know their true location. Being a great billboard doesn't depend on this being true. It depends on you living out of this truth. It depends on you reckoning this truth as true for you. And then living out of the life that Jesus paid the price for. In Christ, I'm alive. In Christ, listen to me, I'm forgiven. In Christ, I am complete. Oh my gosh, some of us are running here and there, everywhere, trying to find wholeness, trying to find purpose, trying to, fi- trying to complete ourselves with everything and anything. And, and if we only knew that we were already complete in him. Listen to me, being born in Adam it is, it is an unlearned state. This is so important. This is an unlearned state. Nobody taught you to lie. Nobody taught you to steal. Nobody taught you to be rebellious. Nobody taught you to cuss. Maybe they did. <laughs> listen, listen. Nobody had to teach you how to be lost. God, this is an unlearned state of living. But when you're born again... We have to learn. We have to learn what it means to be in Christ. Because you're sitting there and you're going, you're, you're going, well, 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 so I'm in Christ. Okay. No, 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 no. We have to learn how to live this life. Why? Because the residue from this old life still lingers through our flesh. And, and that's where confusion comes in. Unfortunately, this, this is not a way a, a lot of Christians live. A lot of Christians don't live as if it is a fact every single day when they wake up that they are in Christ and there's nothing they can do about it and there's nothing the devil can do about it. Because remember, how, listen, how, are, how, how, how were you, how, how did you get into this tent? Somebody tell me. How'd you get in here? You were born into this tent. You were born into this tent. So, Jesus, in John chapter 3, he gets a hold of Nicodemus, and Nicodemus is like, hey, Jesus, I want to get out of this old way of life, and I want to get into the new way of life that you're preaching. And so Jesus says, well, if you want to do that, you're going to have to get born again. And Nicodemus' eyes went, whoop, like a calf at a new gate. He's like, get born or what? I can't crawl back into my mother's womb. Are you crazy? This doesn't make any sense. He wanted to get to this kingdom life that Jesus was preaching about, but he did not understand how he got there because he didn't understand how he got here. Many live their lives as if this location, listen, Mikey, this is so good, as if this location is fluid, and not fixed. You know why we do that? Because of our behavior. Where are people that have behaved badly before? I mean, as an adult. I mean, like this week. <laughs> that one time in third grade. No, 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 no. No, no. Holy Spirit got some work to do. Come on. Look, look, we, we think we live this back and forth life. We're like, okay, okay, okay. Today I'm going to go to church and I'm going to get my stuff together. I'm going to get my life together. I'm going to quit that, 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 those addictions. 
I'm going to quit looking at that stuff on the internet. I'm going to quit talking to my kids like that. I, uh, listen, I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm, listen, I'm going I'm to behave. I'm, I'm done with the old ways. I'm done. I'm going to go to church and get it right. They go to church, and they're like, all right, now I'm going to go to church. I'm going to hop in this one. Whoo, glory to Jesus. Glory to God. This feels good. I felt a little fuzzy. Pastor laid hands on me. Fill a bake. I fell over. Listen, this is good. This is good. I, t- I spoke in tongues. Shout out, Biba Sanda. I got it. I got this. And, whoo. And then, and then, and then we're like, well, I'm here. And we leave church. Mm. Your kids get in the car. <laughs> Do something stupid. And you go to hollering and cussing and screaming and acting like a monkey. And then you go, oh, my God. Oh, I, I thought I had it. I must not have it. Maybe next week I'll go back to church and try again. And so next week we go back to church and we try again. We go to another altar. We listen to another message. And we hop back in. And then the next week your wife gets in the car. And you blow the whole thing again. Amen? And then we get it right again. And then the pressure is just too much. I had to stop by third base on my way home. Does that still apply? No, they shut it down. Shame. And so we live, listen, we live as if this is a fluid, as if location is fluid. One day I'm here, and one day I'm here. Can, 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 I, can I ask you, I think, I, think this is, I think this is a lot of people. I think this is a lot of people. Can, can I ask you, how effective is your billboard going to be is if you are living as if this location is fluid? But I'm here to tell you today that you didn't get yourself into this situation, and you can't get yourself out. But whenever you cry out to Jesus, every single man and woman who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He he says the old is gone, the new has come. Now, can, can, can I tell you something? You didn't put yourself into this situation, and you can't get yourself out of it. So, so, so here's, here's what we got to do. And you say, well, that's a, that's a big time doctrinal issue. Look, that's fine. You, you, you want to believe uh, that, that, that you do all that stuff. I, I just know and believe that I believe that there are a lot of people that are in Christ. But they're not behaving like they were in Christ. But, but listen to me. Behavior does not determine location. Birth determines location. If you were born again, if you were really, really born again, you repented of your sin, you are in Christ, and just because you're not acting like you're in Christ does not mean you're in Christ. And, 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 and Paul goes on to Romans chapter 6 because he's preaching this, and he's like, now guys, this is not an okay excuse for you to be in Christ but not to live like you're in Christ. Why? Because he died, he put us into Christ, Romans 5.18, to live a victorious life. Not a confused life, not a back and forth life. This victorious life is how we become the billboard, the advertisement that God has called us to be. Listen to me, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. This is, this is not, look, 
nothing you can do about it. Behavior does not determine your location, and I will prove it. That's funny. We think this is, we're like, okay, well, we, we think that we can change our location in, in the spiritual realm, but we know it's not true in our real life. How many of y'all have ever behaved somewhere like you were somewhere else? Let me take you to aisle four of H-E-B, <laughs> right there by the mac and cheese. Let me take you there with your children. Your kids acting a straight monkey in the store. Y'all, not my kids, your kids. <laughs> acting a straight monkey. And listen, I know this is true because I've seen it, seen y'all before. It's never happened to me. Your kids are acting a straight monkey in the store. What do you tell them? What job, Cody? What do you tell them? You better, when you talk like this, and you, quiet, you better stop that. We are where? What do you tell them? We are in public. See, what are you upset about? Your children's behavior did not match what they were in. Right? They acting like they're at home. But they're on aisle four. And you know what you do. How many of y'all do? You know what you do. You're like, wait till we get by the paper towels. It's, at the, it's in the back corner of the store. Uh-huh. I'm going to beat the Charmin out of you. Tell the truth. Y'all know back there in that corner, they ain't got no cameras or nothing back there. You can do whatever you want. You wait till we get to the paper plates. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm going to put you right back in there. You're going to act like you're in public, right? <laughs> just, but just because your kids are behaving like they're not in H-E-B, or does that take them out of H-E-B? No, they're still in H-E-B. I tell you, when I was a little kid, little kid about five years old, we lived in the city, always lived in Houston and Dallas and Atlanta. And about five years old, we lived in Dallas, and, and, uh, and <clears throat> we, I loved to come to LaGrange and visit my grandparents at their at their farm, they had 80 acres out in Reutersville. My favorite thing on earth to do, all I wanted to do was get to the farm. And so we, we live in the city, right? And so I, I learned some things from my grandparents about how, what, how you act when you're in the country, dude. Right? And so, so, so I, I'll never forget, I was in the back of the truck one day, and we're out driving through the pasture. We're out driving through the pasture, and I said, boom. I said, boom. I'm like five years old. I said, hey, four maybe. I got to pee. We got to go back to the house. I got to go to the bathroom. And she's like, we ain't got to go back to the house. I said, boy, you're in the country. She said, just right out the back of the truck. And I went, I can do what? I said, but we're outside. She said, yeah, but we're in the country. It doesn't matter. You can pee outside. And I thought, glory to Jesus. I put it right out the side of the truck. That's the best thing that had ever happened to me. Listen to me. I never went back in the house again. I'm serious, like Willie. Look, I'm, it doesn't matter where. I'm, I'm outside doing the sprinkler, baby. Boom. I mean, I am working it. Why? Why? Because I am in the country. Now, I have moved back to the country. Amen. I moved back to the country. I'm excited. Call before you come. I'm like, But see, but see, I didn't know. Nobody told me. See, we were in the country, and I'm out the back of the truck, and I, and, and I went back to the city. Went back to the city. And 
I, I, I didn't know. And we go to pick my sister up from school. We're in the school line. <laughs> I'm in the back of my dad's truck. He had the camper, a little camper on the back of his truck. You know, this is back when children could not have to have seatbelts on and stuff. So I'm in the camper of the truck. There's not even a window between the, he doesn't even care what's going on back then. <laughs> and, and, and they probably put a curtain up. So anyways, we go pick up my sister in the line, and, and, and we're, we're waiting in the line for her to get out of school. You know, it's a whole long line, just like here in LaGrange. And, and I, I guess it's my mom or my dad. I don't know which one it is. They look up, and I've popped the back window to the camper, <laughs> and I'm peeing out of the back of the truck. <laughs> and I didn't get it. I didn't understand, but, I mean, they are freaking out. They lose their minds. They're like, quit it. They're like, Colby, you can't do that. And I'm like, why? And they're like, because we are, we are in the city. We are in public. We are in front of people. Look, I'm peeing on the bumper of the person behind us. And I'm like, but I didn't understand that, that, that different locations brought different behaviors. I, did, I didn't understand it. And I think a lot of us are not a whole lot different than I was as a five-year-old. I'm out on the t-ball field at third base doing the sprinkler. <laughs> and I can't understand why it's not okay. Why is that not okay? Why, 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 I did it in the country, but you're not in the country. you got to act like where you are. See, let, me, let me tell you this. Let me read, let me read this. I'm almost done. Because I acted like I was in the country when I was in the city, did it take me out of the city? No. And if I'm in the country and I act like I'm in the city, does it take me out of the country? Mm -mm. Behavior has nothing to do with your location. Your location is determined by your birth. So either you are born naturally into Adam or you have repented and you have been born again by the work of the cross and you are in Christ. And, and to set some of you free, listen, good behavior is not the goal of this whole thing. Because the more you grow in this revelation, the more it will influence and impact your behavior. What we often think is a location problem is actually a maturity problem. You won't stop acting like you're an Adam even though you're in Christ because you have not matured in that revelation. Not acting like what I was in was cute when I was five. You got to get this. But it would carry a much different consequence when I'm 35. I promise you, if I head over to that school line tomorrow <laughs> and I pee out of the back of a truck, I'm going to prison. I'm going to prison and my name's going to be online. It's, 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 it's going to... Why? Because what was cute when I was five holds a different consequence when I'm 35. And it's my responsibility to mature in that truth. If I headed out to the t-ball field at the next game and did the sprinkler on third base, first of all, I'm going to get beat up, arrested. My life's over. Because what was cute when I was five is not cute when I'm 35. Some of us have been in Christ for a long time, but we haven't matured in that revelation and we're suffering the consequences of that. <clears throat> yeah. 
just knowing that you are born again gives you a landing, a, a, a foundation to grow from. Amen? See, see, because I believe that, 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 that hell has an assignment on the church, on, 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 on humanity. Hell has an assignment. You know what that assignment is? It's to keep these people thinking they're here and to keep these people thinking they're here. There are people in this church, you serve in ministry, you've come here for years, but you've never confronted the fact that you were born apart from God. You're doing good works. There's people online. You're not a bad person. But you've never come to the end of yourself. And you are still where you were born. In Adam, apart from God. This person is going to hell. This poor person is in sin apart from God. And, 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 it's, and it's my job to say that kind of truth. Because if you can hear about the one righteous act of Jesus, the culmination of the goodness and grace of our amazing God in the cross, then you can repent. You can say, God, I realize that I'm apart from you, that I'm doing this without you, and that I can't get out of it without you. Instantly in his grace and his goodness, he'll take you from here to here. But if he can keep these people thinking that they're okay, and if he can keep these people, well, this is, this is 80% of Christians living like they're not saved. If he can keep these people condemned and beat up, thinking that they're over here, then he has accomplished his will. Why? Because the few that are saved will not be effective. Their billboard will not be effective. And those who think they are really aren't, and their eternity is at stake. You know what heaven's assignment is? You know what the gospel's, the, the heaven's assignment on the earth today is to allow this person to see who they really are. You see, it takes a Holy Spirit God moment, just like Paul had on the road to Damascus. A moment when you say, oh my God, I've been greeting at the door and I'm not even saved. My God, I've been in church for years. I've done barbecue cook-offs and benefits, and I've given all of my money. But I have never accepted the one final act of Jesus Christ that can take me from here to here. See, that's heaven's assignment for this person. It's not mean. It's not rude. It's the grace and goodness of God that allows this person to see. I, I, I'm nothing apart from him. I'm lost in my own goodness and my own badness. Heaven's assignment is to open this person's eyes, not to make them think that there's something that they're not. And heaven's assignment in the believer's life isn't to beat us up and tell us everything that we're not. That's the voice of the enemy in your life. Shame is the voice of the enemy in your life. But it's to say, hey, hey, Colby, Man, I'm such a loser. No, sir, you're in Christ. That's impossible. No, sir, 
It is, it is to allow this person to see where they are, and it is to allow this person to see where they are and give them confidence in the fact that they are. Listen, Galatians 2.20 says that I am crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. To open this person's eyes and to give this person confidence. That's my prayer for the church. That's my prayer for this community. Father, today, churches all over the world are filled with people in this tent. It's not my job to judge them. I don't know who they are, and I don't know who you are. Only the Holy Spirit can open your eyes to your location. But I know that if we're going to be a billboard, if we are going to lead a life that lead, that live a life that leads to Jesus, then we have to know our location. Because if we can repent of this location, be born again and placed in this location and live in confidence from this location, this, Romans 5.18 says, is a victorious life. It is a victorious life. Confidence. Paul said in Philippians 1.6, I pray with great faith for you because I'm fully convinced that the one who began a glorious work in you will faithfully continue the process of maturing you and will put his finishing touches to it until the unveiling of our Lord Jesus Christ. God wants you to know your location. If you're not born again, he's not mad at you, he's not angry at you. In his goodness and grace, he wants you to know that you're living apart from him. And if you are saved and you're living a life that's beat up, you're living a life confused and you think that your location is fluid, he wants you to know that you are in Christ and you can have confidence in that. And out of that revelation will come maturity. You can be convinced that Christ is your life. So isn't this the point? Or is the point just coming to church? Is the point just trying to do a few good works and make ourselves feel better about ourselves? Or is the point coming into this life and having this amazing, incredible fellowship with our creator? Because that's where our purpose is. That's where our passions and our destinies are. They're in Christ. Amen? Did you get something today? My, my, my final statement is, is if I am in him, then I am reaching them. Amen? If I am in him, then I am reaching them. Today, if, 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 I, if I was preaching, uh, I just pray that the Holy Spirit just spoke to you. And, and if, if you're uncertain, you say, I don't even know if I'm quite sure, but I think I might still be in this tent. Now listen, here's the temptation. You'll say, this is going to be embarrassing because I've worked in the coffee bar for two years. Oh, there's nothing embarrassing about this. This is the point of church. See, this message is a billboard, and if it doesn't take you to him, then all it was was words and a good story. Every single person in this room is in here or in here. The only way out of here is through the cross of Jesus. So my prayer for all of you believers today, everybody in here that's born again, is that you would mature in that revelation you can go on google and google a list of who i am in christ and in in, in, in their scripture after scripture all through paul's epistles of who you are in christ you're complete in him you're whole in him you're alive in him you're free in him 
and you begin to confess those things and believe those things and, and, and ask, ask, ask the Holy Spirit to make them real to you so you can grow in that revelation. And as you do, your billboard becomes brighter and brighter and brighter because you have the best stinking location to advertise the goodness of God that the world has ever seen. So my prayer for you, if you're, if, if you, if you're born again but you know you're not living like it, that you would mature in that revelation. But today... I'm about to end the service and give it to Rachel. If the Holy Spirit revealed to you, showed you, 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 you have that knowing inside of you that, hey, I think I'm in here, and I want to be in there, then I want to pray with you right after the service. I want to meet you right after the service. I'm going to be right over here. Listen to me. If you got something to talk to me about that doesn't have to do with getting born again, just, just wait a few minutes until I meet with these people. If God touched your heart after the service, I want to meet you and I want to pray with you. I don't care if you've been going to this church for 20 years. If Holy Spirit revealed to you, never forget, I go through mentoring with Pastor Nancy through over a year. Over a year I went through mentoring with Pastor Nancy and in the very end of it, she asked me a question that it offended me, but it, it, I get it now why she asked me this. She said, I'm a pastor and, and, and I've gone through this process with her. She said, now, very end, our last meeting, she said, now, Colby, I want to make sure, are you born again? And I thought, well, that's the dumbest question you could ask a preacher. But do I believe that there are men that fill our pulpit that are still in that tent? Absolutely. And I appreciated her boldness in asking somebody who was preaching God's word if they were born again. I'm asking you today, there will be no shame. Today is your day. But let me tell you something, what you're not going to do is after you come over there, we're, we're not, we're, this location is not fluid anymore. It's a fixed location. Jesus' blood seals where you are in Christ. Can't get, couldn't get yourself into it, can't get yourself out of it. And then you mature in that revelation and grow up in who God has called you to be be the billboard that he's called you to be. I'll be right over here if anybody would like to come talk to me. Amen? Give Amen. Jesus a hand clap. Location, location, location. What an awesome word. Well, before we leave, I just want to share a couple of announcements with you real quick. Um, we want to encourage you to join Terry and Rennie Robertson today as we reach out at our local nursing homes here in LaGrange. It's a great opportunity to serve and share God's love with the elderly in our community. Uh, we also want to invite you to come back and join us next Sunday. We're going to have all church communion. So the Lord's Supper is available every week on either side of the stage for all born-again believers. But a few times a year we take communion together. So we invite you to come back and join us next, week, next Sunday for all church communion. Hey, be sure and stop by the Connect Center on your way out. We have a lot of things going on, lots of things to uh, stay updated on. So be sure and stop by our Connect Center and see if there's anything that you need to get signed up.